I'm Anthony Bachman from All Things Good and Nerdy, a geeky podcast part of the Gun and Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic geeky shows at gunandgeeknetwork.com. I'm not sure about this plan. Because it's not really a plan, it's a ruse. Yeah, that's the part I don't like. You and I are two highly ranked members of Starfleet doing a routine surprise inspection. We could be court-martialed for this. You could lose everything you work for. Only if we get caught. You gotta sell this. Come on, Admiral, show me your inspection face. Give me one of those rigid, disapproving, sour expressions you're famous for. There it is. Captain Riker, you are cleared for approach Starboard Bay. Hello, beautiful. Admiral Picard, Captain Riker. Welcome to the Titan. Hi everyone and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we start the coverage that brings the band back together to right the wrongs that Nemesis brought. It stars King Leo de Grantz, that guy from Beyond Belief, and the choreographer from Labyrinth. It's Star Trek Picard Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2. But first, he's the captain with absolutely no personality who will not do what you want him to. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Look, you can take your your cowboy ways and you can shove it up your prime directive ass. Uh, I am not playing your games. Yep, that's you. Now somebody go get me my coffee. Oh, such a dick. All right. How's your week? No, no, no. I cut it off. What? It was a terrible transporter accident. What? You said I was such a dick. I, no, I lost it. It was in a transporter accident. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got any unit. news for us this week? Uh, yeah, yeah. My week's been great. Uh, I know you asked me that a second ago and I ignored it. Uh, week's been awesome. Um, yeah, I'm a little confused. Uh, a little confused about what? Oh, you're a little confused about, you know, last episode we said we were going to be doing strange days and now we're into Picard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got my calendar mixed up. I thought we were actually going to do strange days first, but Strange Days is actually going to come after our Picard coverage. Yeah, right, right. So so what I'm hearing is you cannot manage your no. timeline no, as well as I, I can. I cannot manage timelines like you can. I am not the time travel master that you are. Oh, boy, howdy. If you had only <laughs> seen what is, dude, they're going to have no idea what's about to hit them. How so? Coming up soon, man. The month of March is just oh, yeah. time travel all over the place. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> all in you... preparation for months to come. Yes. Oh, my God. It's going to suck. <laughs> but be so much fun. <laughs> all right. We what news you got for so us? you don't have to. Uh, oh, okay. That's, that's my notes. Uh, here we go. Here. This, this tab. This tab. Here we go. All right, so, uh, well, I guess, I guess this is old news, but uh, whatever. Um, SpaceX is launching the 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 next crew up to the ISS. Um, it's scheduled for uh, tomorrow, Monday. Yeah, tomorrow um, as in real time tomorrow or tomorrow as yeah, in when this yeah, yeah. releases tomorrow? No, no, no. Tomorrow as in real time tomorrow. So, <laughs> so two uh, the weeks 27th. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Well, uh, yeah, I guess two Mondays ago. Yeah. 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 So the 27th, uh, they're launching uh, They're launching it up and uh, hopefully you can watch it live. Um, well, I guess you can't watch it live. Uh, but uh, yeah, NASA's... Uh, um, Viewing it live or uh, or broadcasting it live, um, they're sending up uh, two NASA astronauts and then a Russian dude and uh, a uh, United Arab Emirates. Uh, I don't know what those guys are called. Um, Russia is what cosmonaut? No, cosmonaut. Ro- yeah, Ro- Rosmonaut. No, cosmonaut. 
right? I think so, yeah. Cosmonaut. Cos- cosmonaut. Yeah. I don't know what the your uh United Arab Emirates are, but uh yeah, the, the they got one going up there. Um six month mission uh six month mission. Um and that is uh that's great. That's that's a good it's a good time. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get too crowded up there. Seeing as there's no um rescue vehicle coming back down. Right. It still hasn't made it up there yet. Uh, it's close. They're about to launch it. But uh yeah, it hadn't happened yet. I think they said like March third or something like that. There's uh Russia sending up a new uh Soyuz uh rocket unmanned. I don't know what they're gonna do with the other one. And that's to Jettison pick up their it. guys, right? Uh yeah, I think it's to pick up the last batch. Um or at the very least to replace the one that was leaking. The the Soyuz capsule that was leaking. Mm. I think they're they're replacing that one. I don't know if that's uh Yeah, I don't know how that works. Does so there's a group up there already in there from SpaceX that SpaceX took up there? That's so like crew five. So like crew six, yeah. Crew six goes up there and crew five comes down. Is that, is that how that works? seems like it'd be the most efficient way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't don't know. know. I'm sounds good. I don't have my thumb on the pulse of, uh, space exploration. SpaceX. Yeah. Well, you don't No, I don't. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah. I thought so. I have a lot of fingers and other pies. So, you know what is kind of interesting, though, that these two men are going to be subsumed into ISS Expedition 69. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, uh, there's going to be 11. There's going to be 11, du- uh, 11 dudes. Um, there's 11 people uh, up there on the ISS. Um, it's getting kind of crowded up there. It is. It is. And, you know, it's ISS Expedition 69. Um, and uh, it looks like there's uh, just uh, there's just a few ladies up there. So, you know, it might be, might turn into an orgy. <laughs> oh, wait, no. We covered that before. You can't have sex in space. It's frowned upon. Frowned upon, yeah, yeah, fluids get everywhere. <laughs> um, and it looks like they are called uh, Ross, uh, Ross Cosmos Cosmonauts, Ross Cosmonauts, Ross Cosmos Cosmonauts. What R O S C O S M O S Cosmonaut, Ross Cosmos Cosmonaut. That's yeah, gotta be the dumbest name I think I've ever heard. Well, you know, that's Russia for you, right? So, yeah, there's that. Um, or is the organization called Roscosmos and their people are called cosmonauts? Kind of oh, like NASA astronauts? Yeah, that could. Uh, oh, okay. That, that could be, right? Don't say that too quickly because then it sounds like you're saying uh, NASA astronauts. NASA astronauts? NASA astronauts. Yeah, they're astronauts. Uh, uh, on All expedition right. number 69. Yeah, moving on. What else you All got? All right, fine, fine. Uh, more SpaceX news. Oh, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, while they still don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, while they still don't have a license to launch, SpaceX is uh, attempting to do their first Starship orbital flight in March. Uh, so they're trying to. They're still trying to get the uh, go ahead from the uh, Federal Aviation Administration. Now, uh, wasn't it but, something about like an environmental impact that was holding up their license? Yeah, but is has that been has that been rectified? Because they've done like massive fire tests, or are they launching from? A different location. Uh, All good questions, none of which I have the answers. Well, why do you ask the question and not have the answer to it? Well, if I had the answer to it, I wouldn't ask the question. Nope. It looks like, yeah, they are, uh, they're going to be trying to launch it from Boca Chica. 
So, yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome if uh, if it makes it out. It'll be it'll be um, a powerful powerful rocket. Um, what else you got? That's that that's it. You you had no no other comments. That's it. I mean, on that one, yeah. I just they're gonna launch a rocket. Woo! Yay! Woo! Yay! It's been how many years? Like. Less less than NASA. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, so you know they're moving faster. That doesn't they mean they, it's still been pretty fast. I mean yeah, that's a, that's an awfully low bar. Well, I mean if you think about it though, yeah, it's been less years than NASA. NASA took a, a long ass time, and they're using old tech, uh, you know, recycled technology, right? So they're using stuff from the from the shuttle, not right. necessarily from the shuttle mission, but the same technology from the shuttle era. Yeah, they're using the same engines that the shuttle right. used. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, SpaceX it's still, is... It's still NASA. There's still a ton of bureaucracy that's got to go through. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, last thing that I've got here is um, uh, nothing doesn't exist. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Nothing doesn't exist. Define nothing. 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 The concept of nothing uh, is, you know, in Einstein's equation for the uncertainty principle, particles can come from nothing, right? They can just be made. Nothing doesn't exist. Instead, there's quantum foam. Quantum foam. And yep. I'm not sure that that's what the uncertainty principle states, that particles come from nothing. Well, when you combine the uncertainty principle with Einstein's famous equation, you get a mind-blowing result. Particles can come from nothing. So, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but it's not really nothing. It's um, quantum phone. It caught my eye um, because quantum foam. And Ant Man just came out, so I was thinking that maybe, maybe they're just having a big old like um, foam party in the quantum zone, in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quantum zone, quantum realm, potato, potato. Yeah, the quantum zone seems more, more like the uh, phantom zone from like Superman, or the twilight zone, or the twilight zone. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the quant. Okay, fine. The quantum realm is having a big old foam party. Um, after defeating Kang, I can I no. can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a. Yeah. There's going to be a huge celebration, sure, after mm-hmm. defeating mm-hmm. Kang. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of foam that's going to be spread around. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. it's in the quantum realm, so it'd be quantum foam. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Let's see, it makes total sense. Total sense. Yeah, total sense. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all I really had about that. Uh, they're just calling it quantum. Fo- I don't know why they're calling it quantum foam, but they are quantum, quantum foam. Yeah, uh, at the tiny quantum level, empty space isn't empty. It's actual actually a vibrant place with tiny subatomic particles appearing and disappearing. And wanton abandon. Well, yeah, because the foam machine is spewing <laughs> out foam, and then the bubble, the foam pops, right? You know. So I don't, I don't know why the and it says the quantum foam isn't just theoretical; it's quite real. Well, yeah, it's yeah, quite I real. Mean, wow, they've quite, they've actually observed real. evidence of the quantum foam. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> you have no idea. Where did you get this magical article from? Bigthink.com. Sounds slash, reputable. Yeah, slash hard science. Hard science. Uh, hard science. Yeah. Um, science made that makes several, you hard. Yeah, so scientists have made several measurements of the Casimir effect. However... It was in 2001 when the effect was conclusively demonstrated using the geometry, uh, using geomet- uh, 
well, okay, there's some geometry that's explained up here at the top, and you know, it's like whatever. Uh, <laughs> using the uh, geometry that was explained further in the um, um, article, uh, the pressure due to the quantum foam causes plates to move. The quantum foam is real. Nothing is something after all. Um, so they did some sort of uh, the, some sort of experiment with uh, little. Um, with little plates, apparently. Gotcha. Yeah. This article not have a lot of pictures. Uh, it's got a YouTube um, thing. Um, yeah, it's got a YouTube thing. Gotcha. It's uh, let's see, measured the magnetic pro. Oh, okay. Here, the uh, researchers measured the magnetic properties of subatomic particles like electrons. If the quantum foam isn't real. Electrons should be magnets with certain strength. However, when measurements are made, it turns out the magnetic strength of electrons is slightly higher uh, when the effect due to quantum foam is taken into account. Theory and measurement agree perfectly to 12 digits of accuracy. That's pretty accurate. Mm Mm-hmm. 12 digits. Yep. All right. You got anything else? Mm, I went and saw Ant-Man today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that like last week. Yeah, I was camping last week. Yeah, I know. I know, you were so sad. I'm not sure sad would be how I describe it, but sure. Look, there was tears involved. Whether they were happy tears or sad tears, I don't care. There were still tears involved. (laughs) Tears involved, you're right. You ready for a pod crawl? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. It's been a few minutes. All right, let's do it. All right. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Beverly is frantically pushing buttons and running about, but this isn't a medical emergency. Her ship is about to get boarded. She locks a mystery dude in a room before preparing for invasion. Two boarders are outwitted by a geriatric doctor, but Beverly takes a shot to the abdomen, so she reaches out to the only person that will probably help her after not speaking to her friends for 20-something years. She sent out a help me Jean-Luc message with some cryptic code phrases and paranoia. Meanwhile, Jean-Luc is finally enjoying some time with his hottie, Laris, as they plan a couple's retreat while emptying out Casa de Picard. JLP hears a beeping, and figuring out it's not his imagination or tinnitus, he finds his old badge communicator from the Enterprise D with Beverly's booty call on it. Naturally when he's told to trust no one, he heads immediately for Riker and they discuss the situation in a local watering hole. Riker fills in some of the details, hey, the plot required him to be needed for something, and they hatch a scheme to head to the coordinates that Beverly left. They make a surprise inspection of the new Titan, the love child of Riker's old ship, and who just happens to be the first officer but seven of nine. Going as Annika now, she introduces them to Captain Liam Shaw, their roadblock for this leg of the journey. Shaw has all of the personality of a rock, and refuses to buy into their bullshit about a surprise inspection and change of direction. Annika, however, knows from previous seasons that she can be the rebel with little to no consequences, so she disobeys orders and takes them to the location that Picard asked for and even stages a little Grand Theft Shuttle craft for them. Picard and Riker head over to Bev's ship where they find the firefight that happened recently as well as get jumped by Bev's mystery guest. Turns out his name is Jack, and he's her son. Not sure who the baby daddy is yet, but take three guesses, and the first two don't count. I mean, he's got a British accent for fuck's sake. Anyway, he explains that Bev is injured and in stasis, but the power is running out because they apparently don't have the infinite power that every other place in the galaxy has in this utopian future, and they need to get her back to the Titan. There's a small wrinkle though, a new ship has entered the chat and blows up the shuttle they took to get to this heap of medical waste. Picard frantically sets up transport inhibitors, but the ship just tractors them in instead. Annika convinces Captain Contrarian to intervene and they warp straight into the middle of the tractor beam. They beam all four from the disabled ship to the Titan and throw Jack in the brig as they discover that he's kind of wanted for smuggling, theft and terrorism. The menacing ship is none too pleased with this turn of events and hails Captain Comatose. The ship is the Shrike and its captain is Captain Honey Bunny, and she knows that she has the upper hand. She is like a cat who plays with its food before killing it, so she gives them an hour to turn over Jack Crusher or she will start destroying the Titan system by system. Picard tells Captain Cucumber that he can't turn over Jack, it's immoral, and Captain Colorless tells him that his ship and crew are more valuable than Jack. A few minutes from the deadline, 
Captain Kankersor is about to give the order to beam him over when JLP pulls rank and tells everyone that Jack is his son. Poor Wesley, his half-brother gets his actual dad's name, the doting attention of his mother for over 20 years, and the father he always wanted. This season will be forever known as Kick Wesley in the Balls season. Moving on, Picard tells Honey Bunny to be cool like Fonzie or Ringo gets shot in the face, Captain Cockless has the Titan run away into the nebula, and Roll Wharf going medieval on a bunch of gangsters, credits. Alright, Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2 of Star Trek Picard. What did you think? What were your thir- first thoughts? There's a lot of captains. There are a lot of captains. Yeah, you had a lot of captains in that pod crawl. Well, I mean, there's a lot of captains in the show. There's Yeah. Uh, Beverly is technically a captain of her own ship. Uh, we've got Picard, who was a captain. Uh, no, Riker, he's an admiral. Well, he's an admiral now, but he was Don't a captain. Don't you let them forget about it. Uh, we've got Riker, who was a captain. We've got Captain uh, Numbnuts, and then we've got you know Captain Honeybunny. Yeah, that you gave quite a few names to. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was expecting Captain Cunt in there somewhere. No, 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 no. Yeah, because it sounded like you were about to say it, and then it changed to something else. But yeah. Um. All right. So. Uh. I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm a little confused. A little confused, okay. Not well, not I'm not going to say like confused like I'm not following along. I'm a little confused on how I feel because while it's it's been nice to it's been nice to see the old players back in. Um it was nice to see that there was you know, there's some reference to past episodes of TNG, and they even went so far as to reference episodes where Picard wasn't involved because he was Borg. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was good that he was he was confused as to the what was it, the protocol or the encryption protocol or something like that? Yeah, yeah, the encryption um, method she used. Yeah. Well, no, she, he wasn't confused on the encryption method. He was confused on, well, yeah, the encryption method actually told Riker where the coordinates were actually supposed to be. Right. Yeah, right, 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 because it was just a, it was a keyword. It was a code word. Um, you know, th- that was nice. Um, and I said this, I said this in the discord, uh, and I, and I hope, I hope they fix it or not fix it, but at least address it. You know, they ended season two with a space butthole opening up. Right. And the Borg and, and Borg Girardi saying they would be the keeper of the gate, so to speak, and hold back whatever's supposed to be coming through. Um, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to be satisfied. Right. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to revisit that. They're they're not going to, they're not going to fix that, that issue. I mean, I I think that was just kind of, I, I, I'm not sure what that was. Right. I mean, they, they set it up. I mean, they set it up for a perfect, maybe not a perfect season three in terms of being able to get everybody back together, but it was a good setup for a mystery of some sort. You know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, you've got you've got episode 7 where, you know, they're taking some some nods and they're 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 bringing back the past a little bit that kind of deal you know paying homage to to the to the original works uh-huh then you got episode 8 so that was season 1 right of picard season 2 of picard episode 8 uh you've got um some jackhole comes in completely rewrites the script and redoes the story to where it doesn't make any sense but we've got to use the same characters Right. right, and then so far you've got season three or episode nine of Star Wars, and the other 
director came back and said, no, fuckhead, this, this is how I wanted the story to go. So we're going to, we're, we're not going to pay attention to what happened in that, uh, that season in between or that movie in between. And we're just going to go back to where we were and, uh, ignore anything and everything that happened. Um, yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah. I mean, so maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, they, they did, they did make mention, you know, they have shown that, you know, seven is, which I mean, damn it. it she better go back by, uh, go back to being seven and not Annika or Annika or whatever. Annika. Her, yeah. na- her name is not Annika. It's not. She hasn't been Annika since she was like five. Right. I think she was 12, wasn't she? Was she that young, old? I thought she was. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was young. Anyway, most of her life, she's gone by seven. Seven of nine, a tertiary adjunct of Unimatrix zero one. I don't know. Um, was that enough geekiness for you? <laughs> yeah. That's, I have <laughs> no idea what you just said. So, yeah. That, that, that's her full designation. Is it? Yeah, seven of nine tertiary adjunct of uh, Unimatrix zero one. I or, did or not realize that. that You're right. Yeah. It was age four. Age four. Okay, so you did a little research while I was talking. Yep. See, see, I was right. So, so like, oh no, 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 wait, three years during which time they encountered the Borg. So, uh, so she was seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah, that's still that's still so, pretty young, yeah. right? Um, seven. And we can roughly say mid twenties, maybe late twenties, when she got uh, picked up, or when she got uh, rescued. Um, if, if that's what they're trying to sure. trying to put her at, yeah, she was supposed to be young hot hotness during Voyager. Um, anyway, so I, I like that they brought her back, uh, you, you know, and kind of made her part of Starfleet because that's what she had always wanted to be. Right, um, but they wouldn't let her because Starfleet is a bunch of stuck-up snobs with um, pieces of, I don't know, shuttlecraft up their ass. Uh, what's a what's a round thing that they have? Uh, uh, hyposprays with hyposprays up their ass. You know, they're 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 snobbies, right? They don't they don't want her because she was ex-Borg. Um, you know, if you've watched uh, Prodigy, uh, well, no, they've actually even mentioned it. Even in Strange New Worlds, uh, you can't have you can't be genetically modified. They won't uh, they won't accept any species that has been genetically modified. Really? Um, correct. Yes. Um, now that's uh, in the Strange New World timeline, though, right? They may have relaxed that in Next Generation. Strange New Worlds is part of part of this timeline. But it happens a long time before the next generation time. Right. Well, so they also bring this up in Star Trek Prodigy, the the cartoon show that oh, they're doing. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which is also considered part of canon. Um, and there's a dude there that was genetically modified, He, uh, unbeknownst to him. He's got different pieces of other species. Um Anyway, so he's not allowed to be in Starfleet because he's genetically modified. You know, they don't persecute him as far like put him in jail or anything, but he can't be part of Star- Starfleet because he's not he pure. Is, he's not. He's not pure. So you're saying well, yeah. that you're saying the Starfleet's starting to become like a, a fascist regime? Not starting. Apparently, this is uh, this is <laughs> this might be from like uh, you know con time time frame sure. or whatever. You know the the whole eugenics wars. Yeah, you know, so so that's probably a, a um a result of the eugenics wars. But anyway, so yeah, I I liked I'm intrigued. Um have we seen we haven't seen this captain yet uh of the scimitar or whatever the the shrike? Yeah, we've shrike. seen her. Really? Yeah, she's who do you think's been talking to them? No, 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 no. I, I, no. I know we've seen. We haven't seen her before. Like she's not. Oh, no, no, from no, no, no. This is a new villain. Episode. Yeah, this right, is a new, new villain. villain. Although right. the actual actor is related to a previous 
actor right. that was in uh, Star Trek as a villain. Right. And he's one of the actual better villains that's been in Star Trek. Yeah. So her dad, which was Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. uh, played General Chang. Right. Yep. In Undiscovered Country. Correct. Yes. Yep. Yep. I remember him. Bald-headed Klingon. Only bald-headed Klingon out there. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, that's right. He still had a, he had a rat tail. Yeah, he had a little, he had a little bit of air in the back that he, yeah, he had tied back. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm intrigued. Uh, I will, I will say that I am intrigued by this and, and why is Jack, why is Jack being hunted? Um, but I'm also confused as to why Picard was roped in. Well, I mean, it sounds like she didn't really have anybody else to rely on or to turn to. What was she, what was she doing out there though? Well, we don't know that yet. Right. So it sounds like that they've been running from these people or running from for a while. from Honey Bunny for a while. So yeah. they were probably in that nebula to kind of hide out. Right. And it worked until they got found. For, yeah, for a bit, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I It's too early. It's too early to really... I mean, even if I wasn't doing this for the show, I, I would still watch it. Um, it it's still... It's got me curious, um, but I don't, I don't know how I feel about it right now because there's a little, there's a whole lot of nothing happening at the moment in terms of explanation or sure. or reason to get emotionally involved with these characters. Yeah, right? I mean, right now it's just nostalgia, right? Yeah, it's it's very much nostalgia fueled. You're you're getting to see a bunch of characters that you haven't seen in like thirty years. Um, well, no, about twenty years because you saw them in the movies. So it's yeah. been about twenty years since the last movie. Um, so it's yeah, it's 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 a lot of nostalgia fuel, but it's starting to actually feel more like a next generation episode, or or this series is actually starting to feel kind of get that next gen feel, right? Yeah. I mean, well, we're I mean, getting we're that's... getting the band back together, and and there are a few things that we're not privy to yet, but it does. You're you're starting to see the old chemistry, especially between Riker and Picard. You're starting to see that old chemistry again. Uh, now with the introduction of Beverly coming back, Picard's got this kind of conflicted, or probably going to have some sort of conflicted emotions about that because he hasn't seen Beverly in 20 years, and apparently the last time that you know, they were together, they were getting it on. I told you, I told you it was, it was leftovers from the sex nebula. <laughs> what? Yeah. From nemesis, not nemesis. Um, insurrection. Insurrection. But he wasn't getting right. it on with Beverly there. Uh, no, I he was getting he, it on with what's her face. Right. Right. But the effects the effects were going to wear off, right? They didn't wear off immediately. So they leave the nebula. They're heading back. <laughs> so you're saying that and, his, his, his old man, his sack kind of oh, shrank a yeah. little bit. He, he rejuvenated some of the, the, the juices. And right. later, whenever they got together during nemesis, his juices were still kind of flowing and she was, you know, fertile. And that's how Jack happened. I think I think so. Okay, yeah. I so mean, you're saying the, what... the metaphasic particles rejuvenated them long enough to to produce spawn. Well, yeah. I see. I didn't even think it. I I think it happened before Nemesis. You think she was What's pregnant the... during Nemesis? I don't know. When, what was the timeline? What was the time frame between, between insurrection, in, insurrection and Nemesis? And, and Nemesis, yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, how much how much time passed? Let's see. Look at research it. on the fly. Right. Zip thud. <laughs> there. See, now you don't even have to put the sound effect in. I did it for you. All right. Uh, Nemesis. I don't see a star date on this. 
I don't know. All right. So names. Wikipedia does not holder of all knowledge does not have the star date listed. Might have to do. Memory Let's go alpha. memory alpha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And while you're doing that, um, I did have a problem. Uh, not a, uh, yeah, it was a problem. Beverly gets shot in the gut. She's a damn doctor. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't she fix herself? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Maybe she passed out shortly after she got everything figured out. I mean, I mean, you just wave a little magic light over yourself and you heal. Right, yeah. Yeah. Or slap yourself in a medical... To It, it sounded like she was in a medical uh, chamber, cryo-chamber or whatever. You would think that while you're being cryo-chambered, uh, you'd have yourself healed. You know, right. It'd fix you up as you sleep. Now, that just seemed a little off. I did like the gun, though. That was a badass shotgun laser thing that she was the, using. Yeah, disruptors, shotgun disruptors. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of interesting. It's dangerous. It's the first time we've seen something like that. You know, normally it's it's phasers or Yeah, phase I kind of wonder though. That was that had to have been some sort of design choice. Why do you have to like, you know, cock it jack around into a, into a blaster? That seems kind of weird. Yeah. Any date so far? Um, yeah, so it's twenty three seventy nine when uh, Nemesis took place. Okay. Um, and I'm tr- trying to find when Insurrection took place, and it doesn't seem to be on Memory Alpha either. Well, that's weird. That is weird. Okay. Da, 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 da. Yeah, they don't give a well, star date. They don't give a insurrection year. Insurrection 2375. Oh, okay. Where'd you find that? Uh, I just Googled when did Star Trek Insurrection take place and Memory Alpha has Insurrection set in 2375. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, twenty three seventy nine was when Nemesis happened. So five years or four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four years between the two events. Okay. All right. Well, that long gestation period for humans in the future. Yeah. No. Probably not. No. No. Okay. So it probably happened like shortly after Nemesis, or maybe shortly right. before Nemesis. Before she, you know, maybe she was which, pregnant and didn't know it or pregnant and which, wasn't showing. I mean, they weren't young back then. No, no, they weren't. Maybe. Oh, wait a minute. But like your 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 theory still holds. I mean, the, the metaphasic whatever de-aging mm-hmm. that they got off of insurrection probably, you know, shaved several years off of their life. It may have made some things more viable and made them made them both fertile enough five, six years later that they could have conceived a child. Either that or it was, uh, a, a medical baby. You, know, like <laughs> you a, think she like a, took some of his man cake mix and yeah. uh, mixed it in with her eggs. Yeah. She, you know, I, I actually, you know what I think it is. You know why? What? She, um, she misses Wesley. Wesley was a Wesley is a traveler now, so he doesn't come visit for holidays. And so, you know, she she wanted to make sure she had somebody that could take care of her in her old age. Oh, but surely she knows how to get hold Wesley. I don't know. I mean, he's been gallivanting across time and space. Well, all she I has mean, to do is throw happy thoughts his way, and I'm sure he he can figure it out. But yeah. Something like that, but come by every yeah. once in a while. Say hi. Yeah. Of course, maybe he doesn't I, want to. It, she was never real. I mean, she, she kind of hovered over him every once in a while, but other times she was just like, go do your own thing. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But what did you think of the, uh, you know, you asked me, it's time to ask you. 
What's your I'm enjoying your take? It. I've okay. I actually think that this season is probably the best season so far. So if you remember back in season one, the first two episodes kind of they were kind of drawn out, right? We didn't get in a lot season, of season one, you said? Yeah, in season one. Okay. We didn't get yeah, a yeah. lot of information in those two episodes either. That's true. It was uh, it was a lot of introduce, but I mean, we haven't seen anything in the next generation universe for you know close to twenty years either. So it, it made sense that they were trying to kind of set the stage and and show what has happened in that that twenty year span, right? And they're also trying to kind of develop uh, the the plot arc for for that season. So we didn't yeah. see a lot in terms of, of plot advancement. But even after the first two episodes, we didn't see a ton of plot advancement until like the last three episodes. And that was one of our criticisms of the first season was they spent way too much time not moving the ball towards the goal. Right. For season two. For season one. Oh, season one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. For season one. And so they, they spent a lot of time doing uh, I wouldn't say unnecessary character development, but character development that could have been handled in um, service to moving the plot forward instead of just character development in uh, a bubble. So that was one of our criticisms of season one. Our criticism of season two was the writing sucked. And um, yeah, that was just season two was an awful season. But season you know, three, there was, there was bits in season. There two were that I bits liked. in season two that were okay, yeah. but overall, the season two sucked. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think a lot of that is, I think a lot of that was COVID. You, you know, as far as restrictions, right? I mean, so maybe, kinda, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, and that's that's the one thing I don't like. That's one thing that I mean. There's a lot of things to hate about COVID, but that's one of those things that I don't like is, about it. Is like we get subpar stuff, and, and you're seeing it everywhere. You know, you're seeing it in TV shows. You, you're seeing it in the movies. You're seeing it in the the streaming stuff. You know, it was it was subpar stuff that was potentially um, done during COVID protocol times but not necessarily- I, don't, I don't know that we can so maybe covid had a part in how bad season two turned out but i don't know that that was a major component of why season two was not as good as it really should have been okay yeah i mean I, so and i think some of season two's shortcomings was trying to keep the actors from season one involved, but in ways that it didn't matter. For instance, Isla Brion. She played a completely different character, yet still looked like the android from before, you know? Yeah. I mean, but you could, it still ties to her character from season one, right? Because it was, um, Sung, who created uh, the, who created her android in in season one, and so you can maybe think that later on the uh, son of Sung in or I'm sorry, it was Doctor Sung, the original Doctor Sung in season two that created the original android. She wasn't an android. She oh, was, she was she, a genetically she modified. Genetically yeah. modified. Yeah. So she was. Yeah. She basically she was a clone of her daughter of his daughter that died from a right, right, right. So from a mystery death illness thing. Yeah. So she was the original blueprint for okay the the android that came in season one, you could say, because it was all okay. songs that, that created these, these androids or clones or whatever. And so, right. Yeah. 
he he found a picture or knew of some historic reference and wanted to make it look like her. So you could you could kind of explain that away if you're an apologist and everything, and and you could Which kind of make like sense of that. That's what you're doing. It kind of does. I mean, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm playing devil devil's advocate here. I'm trying to give them yeah. the benefit of the doubt. Um, that's, that's something, you know, I'm not going to nitpick too much on. No. All right. Back to three, back to three. All right. So now that we've, you're having recapped one and two. So yeah, back to three, I I've enjoyed these first two episodes. Yes. So one of the criticisms that we've had on our discord channel is that, um, it's, it's been very linear, very predictable. Um, there haven't been any twists and turns or anything, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, so am I. So my my counter to that, my counterpoint to that is we don't need twists and turns. A story does not need twists and turns to be a good story. I mean, to tell a good story, you don't need these these sudden plot twists that, you know, uh, you're setting your, your, your audience up for. And I think that a lot of uh, stories in the last decade or two have relied upon that way too much. And it's actually covered up shitty writing. So I'm, I'm actually glad that, you know, we've gotten some, I would say decently good writing in these first two episodes. There's nothing glaringly, you know, there's no glaring plot holes. Uh, the characters aren't doing anything that would be outside of, of what their character would actually do. Um, it's, it's been, you know, lighthearted at times, but serious when it needs to be, um, you know, it's, it's been entertaining. The, the, the plot has been moving forward, maybe not super fast, but it hasn't been super slow either. I think it's got really good pacing in these first two episodes. Um, the, the set direction is, is phenomenal. We're, we're getting a lot of the next generation look and feel that we didn't get in the first two seasons back. Uh, the Titan looks like a, a an updated kind of Federation starship now. It, well, it, it's, it doesn't, a, it's a Neo-Constitution class, which yeah. I, I really like. I, I like that it nodded to the original, the original season or the original series. Yeah, yeah series. You know, and I, I like that they brought the L cars back. We didn't see. I can't remember seeing any L cars in the previous two seasons. Well, it's because we were on that La Serena, which is yeah, totally like what holographic. Yeah, and so I I I, I like that this looks and feels like a next next generation season, and I think so that's think- I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to bring the band back together and give us the 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 final voyage of the next generation cast. Because if you think about it, Nemesis was kind of a shit show. Well, they were supposed to have another one after that, but it because of Nemesis, it didn't pan through. Right, right. And so that's the original series had the undiscovered country to kind of, um, you know, send them off into the sunset. Right. And the undiscovered country is is probably one of the best, if not the best Star Trek films uh, out there. And I would say that it's probably only surpassed by Wrath of Khan, but it, it, the next gen cast didn't really have their, right. their send away movie. They didn't mm-hmm. have that, that great movie that the, the original series had. So no, they didn't. I think they're, I think they're trying to write that wrong and I hope they do because so far the, the first two uh, episodes of season three, I've really enjoyed. I think they're on a, on a great course. I hope they don't fuck it up. And I just, I have this, this puckering feeling that they're going to try and fuck it up. Yeah. I think, I think the L cars thing being brought back, I think that might be also because of the type of ship that they're on. You know, it's a, it's supposed to be a retro type ship. Yeah. It's a retrofit of a, like a constitution two. Yeah. Like, so well, it's not a retrofit. It's, it's an actual, it's a whole new class. Just they brought back the constitution look, but modernized it. I thought it was a retrofit. I didn't think it was because they called it a new, they called it the new Neo constitution class. Yeah. It's a, it's a new class. Yeah. But like so the, the, uh, but like the enterprise a was a retrofit of the constitution class. Well, yeah, that was a true, that was a true retrofit though. That was, 
That was still a constitution class that had been. But it was the new constitution up, class. It was it a different upped, class. It was updated with new technology. This this is like a, well, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I liked it. I liked the ship. The ship looked cool. We'll have to wait for the tech manuals to come out. Yeah, yeah. So we can figure out where the whales are. <laughs> or the dolphins. <laughs> Whatever they use. But we'll see. All right. So quabbles, you got any quabbles? Well, I did. I did mention the one about, you know, just bypassing everything that had to do with season two. Um, the only, the only other thing is, you know, they seemed, so this seems like in my hand head canon here. This seems like it has been maybe maybe a few months, if that, since season two. It's been a year. Has it been a year? Yep. Okay. They they they. Well, yeah, because Annika Annika yeah Annika yeah. Anyway, so I was a little. I was a little miffed um, at kind of the hand waving of Deanna and Will that they kind of did, you know, Oh, there she's over there. We're having issues or something. Maybe don't know. Yeah, but, but uh, that's not important. Marina Sirtis is going to be in the season. Right. We'll figure so, out what their what that was. I mean, right. Hopefully they're, yeah. they're setting that up for, uh, probably a future episode to figure out what, yeah. what's going on between them. Yeah, maybe. That's probably going to be like a B or a C story that we'll see I would, sometime soon. Yeah, it's probably going to be a C story just because I think I think the Rafi thing is kind of a Yeah, B that's going to be the B story. But I, I, I think they're going to probably merge the Rafi story into the main story here pretty soon, probably within yeah. the next two episodes. Yeah, you, you think they'll they'll meet... Yeah, because the, the, the introduction the of Worf in episode two, um, yeah, which no, no, that was <laughs> That's, Worf. Worf's just a handler now. We'll, <laughs> he'll never get with the group. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. We're now, gonna have so, all the old characters, but they're all still gonna be doing their own thing. That was not who I thought her handler was gonna be. Who'd you think it was gonna be? I see. I saw the Klingon. You, you know, when it did the scramble thing. Um, so I thought I thought it was going to be some sort of Klingon or something like oh, that. Oh, did you? I didn't notice the I didn't notice a Klingon. Yeah, I saw script. some Klingon. Okay, some Klingon glyphs in there. Yeah, so I didn't Who notice did you think that. The handler was. I wasn't be? sure. I didn't know if if the handler was going to be somebody outside of Starfleet and she was getting catfished, or if it was going to be somebody like, uh, well. Somebody outside of Starfleet, she was getting catfished like Lore because we know Lore is mm, going to be in. Right. So, um, because she seemed to be really deep undercover, and after the Picard trust nobody, I you know wasn't very trustworthy of her of her uh, handler, especially after that second uh, second exchange with her handler where he told her you know just back yeah, off but- and and no, I'm not going to meet you. Um. But no, I, I didn't expect Worf at all. That was that was totally out of the blue. But right. it, it kind of makes sense, especially with if if you think about the the exchange that they had and the speech patterns that the handler had, it sounds mm-hmm. like Worf. You can yeah. definitely see that. Concise oh, oh, yeah, oh yes, that's Worf. No contractions. Um, yeah, very very short and sweet and to the point. Um, very you know non-sympathetic and yeah, just uh, very abrupt and terse. Yeah. So there yeah, better that, be, that's worth. Yeah. There better be today is a good day to die. <laughs> line This, this, this season. And holy shit. Worf came in swinging. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's something else now. And I like that they kept Worf as the, the 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 wharf prosthesis. I like that they kept the oh, wharf yeah, yeah, look yeah. instead of yeah. converting it to that shitty fucking new Klingon makeup that they're using. Right, right. All right. 
What other quabbles? Yeah, I, nothing. Nothing. That's about it. I mean, it's it's early, so uh, you know, as as the story progresses, maybe I'll have some other quabbles of well, why did they do it this way? Type of deal. But I mean, right now that I can't. I can't fault it because I don't have enough to go off of, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. So my only quabble is um, Michelle Hurd's character. I still don't like that character a lot. I still really don't like that character a lot. Um, and I don't know if it's just the way they've written that character. It, it's almost like they're trying to make that character too vulnerable. Yeah. Um, or if it's just Michelle Hurd's portrayal of that character, but I don't think it's that because I've seen Michelle Hurd in other roles and she does fine. But yeah, the 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 whole addiction thing, I I get it. She's she's an addict. She's trying to um overcome her addiction and stay in Starfleet and do good and everything, but it's they're they're playing that up way too fucking much in just the first episode alone. Um and then, you know, she falls off the wagon trying to uh, prove that she's not in, you know, Starfleet intelligence. Right. And it ends up not working anyway. So now yeah. I just, I, I don't, I don't like that character. I just don't like that character. That's it's, really uh, the only quabble I've got. They, yeah, they've, it's like she has to suffer just because they need somebody to suffer. Right, right. And the whole where her ex-husband tells her to make a choice between, you know, her her kid and her family or, you know, her mission. I I don't know. It just yeah. for all the shit that her character has gone through for them to give her that ultimatum her to make the choice that she did, I just that is really the the only character mistake I think I've seen in the in the writing. Because she seemed really, really committed at the end of the last season and even at the end of the first season to being uh being more family centric, to to stopping and maybe that's that's part of the addiction part too. Maybe it's not just a a drug addiction, but it's also this uh this I don't want to say conspiracy Loner. theory addiction well, or this addiction yeah. to, to, um, Oh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? This addiction to, espionage. well, not espionage, but yeah, something like that. This, this addiction to, uh, ups and, and conspiracies that, that she sees everywhere. Right. It's almost like an OCD thing. She's tilting at, uh, windmills. Right, yeah. I mean, we yeah. could certainly call her Don Quixote, but yeah, I don't know. The character, I just, I don't, I don't enjoy the character. Well, we only have to deal with her one more season. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts? Nope, that's all I've got. All right. Well, uh, you got a haiku for us this week. Uh, yes, uh, this one is uh, called Nostalgia. Um, retired Picard, old friends team up for reasons. Who's your daddy, Jack? Well, we know that answer. Well, we do. We do know that answer, but, you know. And as I'm, soon, I'm thinking, as soon as he said that Beverly was his mother, I mean, we, I, I kind of oh, figured yeah. that was his mom before they even announced it. Yeah. Just because, eh, it seems like that's where they were going. But as soon as they said that, I was like, yep, that's Picard's kid. Yep. They hooked up. And I like how it, I don't like it. Um, I, it's just, it's weird that, you know, Picard says, well, he's my son. And then the captain does like a complete 180 and he's like, well, shit, we can't do anything now. No, no, now no. I, I totally turn. I totally understand that because Picard so? had already taken taken control of the bridge. He had he had already usurped his authority by you know pulling rank and saying yeah. nope nope I'm taking over. And then once he announced that he was his kid, it was like well fuck. There's nothing that I'm going to say that's going to convince yeah. Picard to do anything other than what right, Picard's going right. to do to save his kid. That's yeah. true. I'm on I'm on for the ride now. Yep. <laughs> 
Damn it. <laughs> That's why he said everything that happens is on your ass. Yeah. 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 So, all right. You got any uh, awards this week? I'm supposed to. Well, do you have any? Did you do your homework? I did. Okay. Well, who's got your black lung? I didn't have one. What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to give it to, I get, you know what? I gave it to the aliens that got dusted by the shotgun. Really? They got, yeah, they got vaporized. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't want to give it to Rafi's hooligans. Oh no, no. I didn't give it to Rafi's hooligans either. Okay. I Who'd gave it to it Captain to? Honey Bunny. She was oh, smoking right there in right. that captain's chair. I forgot about that one. Yeah, she was yeah. either she was either smoking a blunt or some sort of clove cigarette or yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoot, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Honeybuddy gets my uh my uh black lung. Uh-huh. Uh, head lush. I'm gonna give it you know, I'm gonna give it to either Picard or or and or Riker uh in the bar. Okay. Yeah. You know, they met at the bar. To talk about stuff that was supposed to be top secret um, that they needed to not trust anybody with. So they met in a public place so people could eavesdrop on them. Okay. They had to have been drunk. Uh, so mine's going to go to Riker uh, for okay. presenting, oh, uh, yeah, presenting presenting the captain. Uh, uh, yeah, presenting Captain Shaw with the uh, the bottle of, what was it? Is it bourbon? Uh, it, yeah, something like that. Or no, it was wine, right? Yeah, no, some, yeah, it was wine. It yeah. wasn't from Picard's chateau, though. Yeah, so um, yeah. Riker presenting the bottle of wine to to Captain Shaw, and then Captain Shaw called him a bourbon man. So, and I can see yeah. Riker being a bourbon. I'm man. still, I'm still waiting for the uh, the Riker maneuver. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen the Riker maneuver. Uh, he, he, may be t- he may be too old to do the Riker can't, maneuver. Can't get that yeah, leg up and over anymore. Leg up over anymore. The Riker may mo- maneuver may be retired. He's got a bad back. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Headlush. We're skipping player. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. I said. Uh, I said headlush. I meant player. Oh yeah, you did. Who's got say your player? Lush, right. I was thinking you said purple. Yeah. We're both wrong. <laughs> yeah. Who's got your player? Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Picard for getting it on with Crusher. Yeah, that's who's getting my player too. Yeah. And having a kid out there for 20 years that he didn't know about. It didn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I put that on. I put that on Crusher. Right. Obviously, yeah. she was trying to hide it. Yeah. Now, do you think Jack knows who's his, who his dad is? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if she would have told him. That'll be an I mean, interesting to to see in the next next uh, episode, right? Because he kind of announced it right there in front of everybody. Yeah, and him. No, Jack wasn't there. Oh no, that's right. Jack escaped. There. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, Jack tried to escape. He didn't get. Well, no, he escaped uh, from his cell. He was in the transporter room. Transporter room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. uh, Purple Hippo. I mean, this one's obvious. It went to Rafi and her eye drugs. Yeah. Yeah. She's got mine too. Wait. So, we just had a three-way. No, we didn't. Yeah. Someone called him menage a trois. We did yeah, not have talk- her. No, we did you not. You said Riker. You said you Riker. You said Riker and Picard. That and, is but, different. Okay, so Picard's just watching. Nope, 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 it's nope. It's three-way. No, it's not. It's not. Oh. It is not. Oh, I think it was. No, it's not. I thought I Your think head was. lush was different than my head lush. Fine, fine. Whatever. Nope. You just don't want me to say that it's a menage a trois. It's too because it's not. It. You're right. It's a foursome. Oh, God. No, it's not that either. All right, fine. All right, so... Uh, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be discussing episodes three and four. No, Strange no. Days will be a couple of episodes out. Oh, Okay. Yeah, next week we're going to discuss episodes three and four of season three of Star Trek Picard. 
uh, also known as the season of Kick Wesley in the Balls. I I missed that subtitle. Oh, you did? That's uh, that subheading, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there. You got to look it's for there. it. All right, I'll watch it next time. Yeah, I only watched yeah. the uh the credits or the intro once. Oh, you don't you didn't watch the end credits again? There's no. some there's some interesting tidbits in the end credits that I wonder they, if if it's giving kind of a peek into what's happening in the rest of the are s- they, season. Are they changing? Do they change? They change a little bit, I think. Every episode? Okay. Maybe I'll start watching them. Maybe. Haven't decided. Well, don't hurt yourself. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. Or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace.outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. And make sure to go visit Gunna Geek for more great shows at gunnageek.com. For this episode, I'm Jason. So, can you really call her Crash the Forge? I mean, Riker crashed an entire damn starship multiple times. Was that Riker or was that Deanna? No, no. Well... No, Deanna did too. Yeah. Yeah. Who who crashed the saucer? That was Deanna. Was that Deanna? Yeah. She was oh. at the helm in Generations. Oh, that's right. And I want to say she was at the helm in Nemesis. Shit. Well, that just proves women can't drive. Oh. Night, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you next episode.